The American dream has become a nightmare. Signs of the time are on cardboard on corners in town. Like a cancer that's silently spreading, there's an unspoken fear. We're on our way down. We must take America back. Main Street to Wall Street, cities and states, Washington D.C. Before it's too late, there's not long. We need leaders who lead us, not stick us and bleed us, then ransom our future and our children's. That's wrong. We must take America back as liberty weeps, our forefathers spin in their graves. Pray God will bless some way out of this mess. We must take America back. <laughs> I thought I'd start out this show today laughing. Hello. I should do that also. Hello, Steve Elkins. How are you? Hello. I, I like that. It's nice to start the, the show off with a little giggle, a little laugh. Yeah, like everything is copacetic, fine and dandy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It is Monday, folks. It is the 24th day of August, 2020. A little bit different intro. I just thought I'd I'd start the show with a little laugh. <laughs> I know where that's coming. Uh, yeah, you do. <laughs> I, yes, c- I you couldn't do. help it. You yeah. know... Um, Steve, I uh, was talking to uh, our daytime board operator and part-time secretary for probably 48 minutes a week since she's taken over the board um, in order for us to uh, keep the cost down here at the network. Um, She was not a praying person. (laughs) I talked to her today, and she said, you know, she said, I'm down on my knees now praying. Uh, before the foo-foo hits the fan, I think that's the only thing left for people to do, uh, to garner, uh, garner their strength. Uh, there's not going to be any bailout on this one. Uh, we're born into this world. Um, we live our lives out, and then we have to shuffle off the mortal coil. But the nice thing is the rule book's left behind for us to read, just in case anybody's interested. Uh, what do they call that thing, uh, Steve? The Holly Bibble? or What is that thing? Uh, you know, a collection of stories that uh, um, tells everybody that you shouldn't do a bunch of stuff to your neighbor and how to get along. The good book. It's the good book. It's it's the good book. Well, I'm, I guarantee book. you there's a lot more people cracking that good book because things have just gone absolutely. You really, do you really think so, John? What? No, you really think, you really think people are, are, are going to religion right now? Well, um, Just curious. You, you heard the old saying, there's no atheists in foxholes. That's true. We're in a foxhole right now. Yeah, it's true. We are in a foxhole. And, and I got to tell you, I, I'm, I, am, I am just sitting back in amazement watching things unfold the way they are. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'll give you an example. Do you think maybe uh, a storm that's 700 miles wide, and had winds to 130 miles an hour that destroyed literally billions of dollars worth of equipment and 
millions of acres of do, do you think something like that might be a national story yes huge well i i would think so too uh mm-hmm. instead what i'm seeing is the weather service telling us about these hurricanes well they're not hurricanes it looks like it's a tropical storm well we don't know what's right. going on uh, but everybody's getting ready and paranoid and prepared you know it's hurricane season again folks and i can guarantee you, i don't give a damn if three or four of these things marched into the Gulf. We here in Central Texas wouldn't get a drop of rain out of it. There's like this, we're like living in this bubble uh, that prevents anything of any good getting to Central Texas. Well, wait a minute. Maybe that's God's way of telling us that there's really not anything in Central Texas worth preserving. I don't know. But here's the story, folks. And this story I went on Google, and of course, I got the CNN stories first. (laughs) Big. I, I, I just that just made me smile. Of course, I'm going to get the Communist News Network and MSNBC first. I'm not going to get Fox or any independent independent newspaper. What is that? Well, this article was first published Wednesday and it was updated Thursday. The date of this story is August 13th. What's the date today, Steve? 24th. 24th. Yeah. Well, on Monday evening, a violent, fast-moving thunderstorm complex known as Derecho. It's spelled D-E-R-E-C-H-O, tore a 700-mile path from Nebraska to Indiana. Winds over 70 miles an hour in Iowa. They clocked in with over 130. Um, And as of Thursday afternoon, more than 300,000 people were still without power in northern Illinois as well as Iowa. Iowa, of course, being the state hardest hit. How hard were they hit? The destructive storms laid siege to more than 10 million acres of Iowa's corn and soybean crop, devastating these farmers and capping off what was already been a difficult few years for farming. Up to 43% of the state's corn and soybean crop has suffered damage from the storm, a severe blow to a $10 billion industry that's central to the Hawkeye state economy. Well, half of that's now gone, folks. The magnitude of the battered vegetation was even visible to the same weather satellites used to track Monday's violent thunderstorms. They could see it from space. Steve, I'm watching Fox News. They did a five-minute story on this, less than five minutes. And it was like an afterthought. And Dana Perino, the one that used to stand at the podium and lie for Bush, she's, she's big on Fox News. Yeah, just as trustworthy as her boss was. But here's the story, and she said, well, this is for you, for you Iowans. Now, they already know what happened. The rest of the country didn't know. Steve, this happened 10 days ago, going on two weeks ago, and there was nothing. We're we're talking over, ready for this, folks? In Iowa alone, 10 million acres of farmland that was just absolutely leveled. 10 million acres. Steve? They didn't have time to wedge that in and all the crap they've been throwing on us through the controlled media. That's true. Somebody didn't think it was important to say this. Yeah, they didn't. That COVID is more important than COVID. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> Don't. Oh, God. Yeah, it said here, I'm looking up here, more than 10 million acres or 43% of the state's crops were affected. I never heard any of this story when you told me. This now, is new to me. I, I learned it this afternoon, channel flipping, pulling stories reading the internet, and I've got Fox News on the background because that's really the only news that's left that halfway tells the truth, but not really. 
they have their agenda as well. This is huge. I mean, this is huge. A 700-mile-wide uh, storm, all this devastation. I'm looking at video right now. I'm watching people's houses being smashed by trees. It's, it was absolutely horrible. Tractor trailers blown over in the roadway. Rain so so thick, you can't see two feet in front of you. And there was nothing on the media. Nothing. I, I'm Steve, I'm trying to get my mind wrapped around this stuff. I'm trying to make sense of it. And nothing is making any sense anymore. I mean, nothing. No, I need to, I need to recorrect myself. I do remember something, John, but never the magnitude of what we're seeing right now, reading right now. I remember there was a storm, but there's storms through the Midwest all the time. I lived in Indiana. I know all about storms. And it's it's not it's very common for tornado seasons that you get tornado touchdowns and it's all always yeah yeah okay okay yeah. but uh, the magnitude of this one here we should have heard more about this one and didn't hear a damn word no we didn't twenty counties twenty counties yeah. I mean ten million acres you know I'd first heard I thought I'd heard well a million acres was damaged well okay a million acres that was a pretty big storm no times up by ten. You take a pretty big storm and your time's up by 10. What is that? Ginormous? I, it's huge. And the thing about this is, Steve, that we're being hit with so much absolute balderdash. Our attentions are being drawn to the cities that, well, they just can't seem to, to understand that it's not okay to murder people in the streets. It's not okay for... Uh, men to go around and execute five-year-olds on tricycles, which, by the way, Julie told me, she said, you know, John, you posted that story two, three days ago, and the news media is just getting around to covering it. Here's a guy executing children, ladies. Think about this. Just Let's slow this thing down just a hair. A five-year-old on a bicycle when a man that walks up with a gun puts the gun to the child's head and executes the child sitting on his tricycle. Steve. It's crazy. It's 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 more than crazy. This is going to test the this is going to test the limit of everybody. Mm-hmm. This is going to be the ultimate test of we as human beings, us mm-hmm. as Americans. Mm-hmm. You're literally, literally watching your country crumble before your very eyes. And I uh, I don't know where this is going to go. I, I Politically, what do you think is going to happen if Trump gets reelected? What do you think is going to happen if Joe Biden gets elected? Ne- neither outcome is going to be good. Neither yeah. Um, I'm glad you. I'm glad you mentioned that about the gun thing. I remember Mike Rivera discussed that story a couple of days ago. But uh, speaking tonight at the GOP convention, the first day of the convention are the McCluskeys. You remember the McCluskeys? The oh, the two the attorneys that stood, that lived oh, that in stood St. Out, Louis. It stood out in front of their house and right. didn't didn't brandish and didn't threaten, but don't saying, worry. "Don't come any closer. You're on our property. Please go away." Those two. Right. They're speaking tonight. Not sure what the schedule line is, but they're speaking tonight, and uh, definitely they're going to be pushing 
Uh, Trump's going to be pushing the next four days for the convention, of course, Second Amendment rights, the right to bear arms to protect yourself. And it's I'm amazed. I'm still amazed that uh, the D.A. filed a felony charges against these two and uh, they're going to go to court. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't understand. We have a castle castle doctrine here. It's clearly these people were trying to protect their home themselves. And uh, it doesn't matter. You're threatening and intimidating Black Lives Matter people. And yes. you, Steve, you, you cannot do this. Don't you understand? This is special status individuals in this country now. They are above the law. They can shoot. They can maim. They can burn. They can even murder. And, 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 and nothing's being done about it. Trump said today at the, uh, uh, I was watching the Republican National Convention, started today, he's going to be speaking first all four days, good for him, and uh, he was talking about the Second Amendment. This, this is going to become more important because you folks think about this. What are they doing to the people in Australia right now that are not, that are not bending knee to the government and more importantly to the police? Have you seen it yet? The police literally holding guns to unarmed people's heads because they're not wearing a mask. Now, here's a kicker for you. And I'll get around to playing the video here in a second. I'll give you a little tease. New Zealand, the Prime Minister of New Zealand, well, they just had six months of lockdown and all this Corolla crap. But they're not done. This clown come out and says, we're going to lock the country down for the next 12 months. I was talking to Dan Sutterfield today, and he said, you know, several years ago, he said, I was down there. And he went down there to build a church. Dan Sutterfield is a very good man. And he was down there to lend a hand and his labor. He said, John, he says, when we went to go for paint, he said, here in the States, about 15 bucks a gallon for a good quality paint. He said, guess what you pay for down in New Zealand? 60 bucks a gallon. He said, everything is so expensive. He said, it's a socialist country. They've taxed themselves beyond belief. The cost of living is outrageous and out of sight. And now this clown turns around and says, well, hey, you know, COVID-19, well, well, you know, there might not be a vaccine this year. Well, hopefully there's not. Uh, Hopefully there's not one next year. But that's not stopping the World Health Organization and the UN just coming out and saying, well, we expect the COVID-19 crisis to last for the next two years. The fix is in. Here's the problem. What are we going to do about this? What are we going to do? We have tried. We've, we've written our letters. We've emailed. We've called. We've let our representatives know we're not happy. Mike, do me a favor. Open up your microphone. You're going to get a charge out of this one, Steve. Um, the, uh, the mayor of uh, Austin, Mike, is who? Steve Adler. And uh, on Steve Adler's Facebook page, uh, was that a couple of weeks ago? Yeah, it was more like a month or two. I don't remember exactly. Okay, well, you, you'd had enough of this lockdown mask, wash your hands till your skin falls off crap. What, what, did, what did you post on his uh, YouTube, or I'm sorry, on his uh, Facebook page? I challenged him to a fight on the, the B in the Black Lives Matter they painted down on Congress Avenue. I said it's a mutual combat state, so don't worry. There's nothing illegal about this post, so... Let so you, you were inviting him to a duel? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, and you I know I what? I said he could pick the weapons and the time. I was like, well, <laughs> you can... <laughs> And you know what? I The first thing I asked Mike, Steve, thanks, Mike. The first thing I asked Mike was, uh, did anybody call you? Did you get a knock on your door? No, nothing. 
They're not responding to anything. Uh, Mike, one more question. You don't have to open up your mic. Um, when was the last time that our governor actually did a real press conference where they actually had live human beings asking this wheelchair-bound asshat any questions? Yeah, I don't know either. Here's this guy that makes the proclamation that, well, you know what, hey, um, you know, it's COVID-19 and we're locking down and we're going to continue. This is Texas, folks. This, this, uh, this is tantamount to going after the capital in Germany, okay, during World War II. Uh, the crown jewel of the United States, in my opinion, there's a lot of nice territory and I'm not dissing anybody's state. But we got a history down here in Texas. And Texas is Texas. This is a test for Texans here. How much crap are you willing to take? And I think this is a beta test to see exactly what the answer to that question is. Now, FBI, I know you guys are assigned to listen to this network. Welcome aboard. Hope you quit your job and go get an honest one here pretty soon. But at what point in time are the people going to have enough of this crap where they start taking matters into their own hands? We're being told, we're being told that the violence is emanating from Antifa and Black Lives Matter. Well, assassinations are violent, aren't they? Dragging politicians out of their state houses or out of their legislatures and tar and feathering them and light those puppies on fire, that's violence. But of course, that's all it's going to be racked up to be is just unacceptable violence in this country. Everybody's walking away from their primary duties. They're walking away from their ethics. They're walking away from their morality. They're walking away from the Constitution. They're walking away from everything. Yeah. And Steve... We're expected to sit and take this. Yeah. Folks, in, in a short span of two hours with Steve on the air, I can't even begin to touch how bad things really are in this country. But they're not that good, and they're not likely to get any better anytime soon because we have a bunch of people sitting on their, on their hands. You and I were talking over the weekend. Steve, uh, California, what shape is uh, California? The fire. Well, I, I learned through uh, Paul Preston today it was worse than I thought. I knew it economically they were devastated, but uh, he released a, a figure that California's debt is, he said, $500 billion, and you looked it up today, and it's a little bit more than that, like $557 billion. Um, and it's it's getting worse. I, I I don't know. I, I made the best move in my life to move from there, but I feel bad for those who, who, who stayed there. And I, and I continue to tell anybody who lives in California, please find that window of opportunity and leave the state because you're going to lose everything you have, everything. Well, here's some good news. Um, last week we picked up a new sponsor, and it's called CashingProperty.com. And what these people do is they buy distressed properties. Uh I was going to tell you to skip the break, but I got to get a cup of coffee here. <laughs> I got to, I got to slow down and try to piece this stuff together in my mind so I can relay it to our listeners and my co-host without blowing a gasket. It's coffee time. Back in three minutes. No reason to get excited. 
Hey, honey, I'm home. I grabbed a newspaper on the way home. Look at all the news today. Don't you know that all you're going to get in the newspaper is propaganda, twisted news, and false information? Honey, this is a national newspaper. It has to be true. Ha! For some reason, the majority of the population believe anything the mainstream media tells them. The newspaper doesn't give out the important attention of what's happening to this country and news that affects our daily lives. Say, does that newspaper mention anything about the North American Union? No, not that I can see. I didn't think so. You need to go to www.newswithviews.com, where truth is more important than political correctness. That's www.newswithviews.com. Hey, don't throw that away. We can use that in the birdcage. Okay, move over. Let me start reading newswithviews.com. The truth? Read all about it at newswithviews.com. Newswithviews.com, where reality shatters illusion. Folks, we're living in a world the likes of which we've never perceived any clearer than we do now. The plan for global governance has been in the works for generations and would have likely been achieved by now, but for the fact that the globalists left open their Achilles heel. With all their tools, Federal Reserve System, fiat currency, no child left behind, and then Common Core education introduced to our schools to dumb us down, vaccines, pharmaceuticals to lobotomize us, GMO foods, insertion of compromised or bought and paid for politicians, judges, mainstream media propaganda, all pieced together like a puzzle designed to ultimately bring the world under submission. But with all their strategy, they forgot one thing, knowledge and knowledge is power. With knowledge, their bombardment is nullified. Folks, with that, as brilliant and knowledgeable as you've become, among the wisest audience of any radio audience in the world, and you are, I want you to take a moment to reflect and ask yourself, how much of that knowledge did I obtain from Republic Broadcasting Network? How high has my consciousness been raised since I've been a listener? How fast am I now able to discriminate truth from fake news by being a Republic Broadcasting listener? How clear am I now able to see the world since I've been listening to RBN? Ask yourselves those questions, folks. Then ask yourself, what is that knowledge worth to me? Like my morning coffee, how would I survive without it? A voice of truth and a sea of lies. Do we not all need to make sure it survives? Like public broadcasting, we are now finding we can only survive with listener support. Censorship, advertisers being attacked, truth itself being attacked. It's the only way through this. We at Republic Broadcasting humbly ask you to become a supporter. Look at your budget and make a determination of what Republic Broadcasting is worth to you and what you can afford on a monthly basis. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and pledge 20, 30, 40, 50, if possible, 100 a month or more if it's affordable. Click the Donate button and become a regular monthly donor. Assure both us and yourself that Republic Broadcasting Truth will continue to flow like that morning coffee. The network thanks you. Steve. Yes, sir. Remember? How, how long was it after they started this coronavirus crap that they start talking about the new normal? Uh, good question. Um, I would say probably within six weeks of the the yeah the beginning six weeks probably they started they started putting those feelers out there that something was going to be different changing and then the narrative was we're all in this together and then uh, these are these are difficult times i remember the commercials well, these are difficult times 
these are very different times. Uh, we are all in this together. Uh, so they were paving the way for a new normal. And uh, then setting down the rules, laying down the rules of what the new normal would be. Probably within six weeks of the beginning. Well, I hope. And, and you know, I, I think this is worth playing again. It's two minutes and 35 seconds long. Do you remember? Because the, the reason I'm playing this, let me set this up. The reason I'm playing this, we have videos uh, coming from Richmond, Virginia, with a militia down there. Uh, are they're open carrying in the streets. Law enforcement is trying to kind of get in their face, tell them to get on the sidewalk. It's okay if you protest, but you got to get off the street with your assault weapons. And the suits were standing down there. They were in the streets in Richmond. The politicians were out on the street literally making speeches. And the ex-Marine just looked at him and says, okay, fine, you want us to move the sidewalk, get the suits out of the street, and we'll move as well. The cop says, I can't do that. And he says, well, I can't either. I'm not moving. Point being is militias are starting to crop up around the country, and the cops are handling this with kid gloves because they're starting to realize between nothing and what is confronting them right now is going to be help, and that's going to come in the form of of militias. If this thing is allowed to keep cooking the way it is and violence erupts in the streets... I got news for you. These black militias, uh, you, you had better not. Because a lot of these guys are not military, not ex-military. They've not been trained. They've not seen combat. I don't think they would know how to do anything except when they start seeing a few of their fellow gunmen mowed down that they're not going to do anything but hightail it out of town. And the cops are not going to be there to stop this. The cops right now are cozying up to local militias, local militias being made up of not toothless, beer-swilling yahoos, folks. These are ex-servicemen, special forces, Marines, Army. This is a lot of, this is a good cross-section of America. And they're talking to law enforcement going, look, we're here to preserve the peace. We're not here for a war. But this is the information they've been pumped with for all of these years. I want you to hear this again. And folks, listen closely. Listen to what this man says to a city council out in California, the land of fruits, nuts, and flakes in Shasta County. Zapata, um, I wasn't going to speak. I was asked to speak here, you know, uh, Sheriff Garcia. Um, I'm telling you guys, you know, I'm pretty appalled at what's going on. You know, at first we sat as concerned citizens that we all want to figure out how to best navigate our way through this whole COVID thing, you know. And uh, as, as we realized that it's not quite as dangerous as we thought it'd be, you know, I was absolutely appalled at the cowardice, you know. And as you're sitting there with your masks on, uh, I don't blame you for wearing masks because I'd be hiding my face too if I was you for what you're doing. It's absolutely horrendous what you're doing to these people. I'm a business owner, and, uh, and I'm telling you, our families are starving. You know, you guys can sit here with your jobs. You can sit here and you're going to get paid. You can fall asleep in your chair like that gentleman's doing behind his mask right there. Okay? Uh, and I'm telling you right now that right now we're being peaceful. And, and you better be happy that we're, we're good citizens, that we're peaceful citizens. But it's not going to be peaceful much longer. Okay? And this isn't a threat. I'm not a criminal. I've never been a criminal. But I'm telling you that good citizens are going to turn into real concerned and revolutionary citizens real soon. And nobody else is going to say that. I'm probably the only person that has a boss to say what I'm saying right now. That we're building, we're organizing, and we'll work with law enforcement or without law enforcement. 
But you won't stop us when time comes because our families are starving. And if you don't hear the seriousness of my voice, I hope you open your ears and you absolutely listen to what I'm saying. Because this is a warning for what's coming. It's not going to be peaceful much longer. It's not going to be raw raw. It's not going to be speeches. It's not going to be gathering outside saying a pledge of allegiance. It's not going to be waving flags. It's going to be real. When you've seen the things that I've seen, I went to war for this country. I've seen the ugliest, dirtiest part of humanity. I've been in combat. And I never want to go back again. But I'm telling you what, I will to save this country. If it has to be against our own citizens, it will happen. And there's a million people like me. And you won't stop us. Open the county. Let our citizens do what they need to do. Let owners of businesses do what they need to do to feed their families. Take the masks off. Quit masking and muzzling your children. The psychological damage you're doing to them is horrible. I've had six friends kill themselves since it's happened. Veterans who lost their jobs. How do you feel about being complicit in perpetuating that? The greatest toast ever perpetuated on the American people. And you're a part of it by wearing your masks. In Shasta County, we're supposed to be red country up here. Not blue country, we're red country up here. You guys know that. I mean, you claim to be conservatives, maybe you're not, maybe you're liberals, I don't know. But by God, we're Americans. And remember that. Take your masks off, quit muzzling yourselves. Join us, fight with us against what's going on in Sacramento. It's a travesty. Thanks. Now, I hope you notice that he says we're organizing. He made a mention of a million. I personally believe that that is more than likely. It may even be more than likely that it will exceed one million. Because once people find out what is actually going on and how bad it is, huh. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. talk radio then you'll love talkstreamlive.com talkstream live is always on 24 7 with the best streaming talk shows find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones it's free readily available online or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier just go to talkstreamlive.com be sure to download the free apps from google play or the itunes app store Tired of being lied to by mass media? It's growing more and more apparent today that news is received less and less through standard media outlets. Even with a growing audience every day, RBN is beginning to direct more efforts into social media. Social media and the use of the Internet is fast becoming the primary source of people for news, regardless of demographic. RBN has set out to provide some of the best news on the Internet through republicbroadcasting.org and also has begun to use the tools to our advantage by way of social media. Republic Broadcasting is now operating a Facebook page to function as yet another avenue to have our collective voice reach new audiences across not only America, but across the globe as well. The Facebook page features not only news, but also an RBN player to listen to our broadcast. Get involved by visiting Facebook.com slash Republic Broadcasting and liking our page and share it with your friends and family. 
Because you can handle the truth. Homeowners, if your lender has gone out of business or sold your transaction to another lender or servicer, you may be the victim of a wrongful foreclosure resulting in the loss of your home. If you've already lost your home, are in foreclosure, or even in good standing, you can challenge the mortgage transaction's illegal issue and your property can be restored to you. And your foreclosure can be stopped or reversed and the mortgage transaction declared unenforceable. State laws, U.S. title codes, the Uniform Commercial Codes, and U.S. Supreme Court rulings have upheld that defective mortgage documentations can reverse or stop foreclosures and enforce property title claims in favor of the homeowner. We are having successes in stopping the process of foreclosure, the enforcement of the foreclosure judgments, the sale of property, and evictions after the sale. We are not attorneys, and we don't give legal advice. We are a professional team of legal researchers, providing forensic mortgage audits and expert witnesses. We have the knowledge to produce the evidence and enforce laws regarding your legal issues. We've been in business for 12 years without a complaint. Consultations are free, and we provide a free title search to confirm if your mortgage has legal defects. Please call 855-253-3748. 855-2-KEEP-IT-TODAY. Steve, UN is saying, oh, the COVID crisis is not going to be over for another two years. We've got this um, premier, Daniel Andrews. And when I talked to Sutterfield earlier today, he said that when I was down there years ago, he said that was a socialist state then. Well, this is out of the premier's own mouth. In terms of the state of emergency, uh, each of you know that that expires on the 13th of September. The Public Health and Wellbeing Act, an act of the Victorian Parliament, provides for a maximum of six months for the the running of that state of emergency. It can only operate and function for six months. That is the the legal instrument uh, that allows, for instance, rules about face masks, rules about COVID-safe work plans in large workplaces and small. That's the legal in- instrument that, for instance, sits behind density limits in pubs and restaurants and cafes, uh, or things like uh, a positive person, someone who's got this virus, being required to isolate at home. So we simply can't have those important rules and the legal framework that sits behind them. We can't have that end on the 13th of December because this virus won't have ended by the 13th of next month. Uh, the important thing here is that uh, before the 13th of September, and I'll leave it to that working group to determine exactly how and uh, and the presiding officers when the parliament will sit, Uh, but we will extend the uh, state of emergency provisions within the Public Health and Wellbeing Act for a maximum of a further 12 months. So that means it'll be a total of 18 months, the six months that we've already uh, been through, uh, plus a further 12 months. There are a few other minor changes, uh, but again, that bill will be made available at the appropriate time I think we're going to engage with uh, all parties in the Victorian Parliament quite soon uh, to talk about those changes uh, and hopefully we can both have uh, a very important agreement about how and when the Parliament sits and then we can have uh, an orderly process to make those necessary changes. All right, I'm not going to give you the rest of this guy's mantra, his globalist mantra, but Steve, uh, it's, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, we've got the legal framework behind us. Folks, have you been paying attention here? Unarmed citizens down under. 
they're having guns put to the, the unarmed citizenry is having guns put to their heads if they don't comply with this COVID madness. Now, we're, I, I think you're being sent a message from the President of the United States about his stance on the Second Amendment. Now, I don't have to remind you what's going on in Virginia and Kentucky. These people have flat lost their minds. They want to get the guns out of the people's hands, and there's a good reason. Uh, the reason for the guns, ladies and gentlemen, you've always been told, oh, it's uh, Second Amendment. It's about uh, the right to keep and bear arms and maybe protect yourself at home, but we'll ch- pick and choose which guns we deem necessary for maybe you to do that. But, you know, that's just a ruse because what we want to do is grab all the guns. They've been working on that for more than two decades. More, way more than two decades. Steve, um, we're the only country that doesn't have the national health care. Could you imagine the scenario in America today if we had the control through a national health care? Could you imagine the chaos that would be reigned? It'd be worse than it is right now. But there's going to come a point, as that young man said, business owner out in Shasta County, California, that lost his business. His friends are losing their businesses. There's no relief. Every bit of sweat equity, the people, they're putting the number somewhere at 200,000 businesses that have been forced to shutter. Everything you put in there, folks, is gone. There's no coming back. The people that took out a second mortgage on the house, or they have a mortgage, but they scraped and they worked and they sweated to bring a business into existence so they could earn a living. They're gone. When he's talking about people starving in the streets, he's not joking. He's not joking about this. Steve, I... Um, well, you know, they, they mentioned uh, 48% of businesses probably would not come back. I think it's going to be higher than that. I think so. I think it's going to be much higher than that. And uh, you're right. I mean, people are just waiting. And uh, this uh, Tom E. Woods, we played that clip a while back, and he talked about, of course, the padded numbers of COVID-19 deaths, which is grossly inflated. But what he didn't talk about a whole lot, and at least you don't hear about from the mainstream media, is, is the deaths of disparity. Pretty much what this other person was talking about, six or seven of his friends committing suicide because their whole livelihood is gone. Their life is gone. Uh, everything they've ever worked for is gone. And uh, then you have the government says, well, well, you know, the bankers come into place and say, we'll give you, uh, you know, business loans to restart over again. Who in the heck wants to start over again? With what? My God, this didn't have to happen S- at all. Wait, 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 you know, this did not have to Steve, happen. Steve, a point of clarification here. Start what over again? Yeah. With what? And to whom? No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, these people, I mean, they, they built their businesses up. They were successful businesses. And then suddenly they lose it all. And then the bankers come and say, well, hey, let's, let's kickstart you again here. You can apply for a low business loan. You can start all over again. No. Why? So you can pull this crap on us again for a second wave or a third wave? Or what other pathogen are you going to throw at us that you shut down our businesses? I mean, people have been really polite on this. We, we need more of the moxie that we see Antifa has and Black Lives Matter has. These people, you've lost your lives. You're going to lose it all if you don't get off your ass and get out there and take your businesses back. Yeah. You're going to have to defy the government. Yeah, the, 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 You're going to have to do it. This is going to have to be civil disobedience, 
and I don't. There's no other way to save your your livelihood other than to say, flip them off, go back to work, do your jobs. To hell with these people. They're getting paid. Government employees are getting paid. They're they're not in hot water right now. You are in hot water. It's time for civil disobedience. Well, I never I never thought I'd hear you say those words. What I warned you coming in, Steve, you are going to go through changes. And yep. you and you have. Scott in California. Hello, Scott. Hello hello, John. Am I online now? Yes, you are. Go ahead. Okay. Um, so I've been following this whole thing uh from the beginning pretty much about January and February when it showed up. Mm-hmm. But something happened last week in Washington State, about the middle of the week. Some business owner sued the governor over, uh, you know, claiming damages because of the COVID-19 restrictions. And the governor got out, got the case dismissed by saying, hey, it was not enforced. Uh, real interesting stuff. Nobody's enforcing it. So here in California, uh, if you look at the governor's executive orders, and a highway patrol officer pointed this out to me. I said, hey, you're going to be enforcing this stuff? And he goes, it's not enforceable. So, you know, read it. So the, the last paragraph of the last page on all of the COVID-19 executive orders it tells you it's not enforceable. So <laughs> you stop going along with it. So that, that guy up there in Shasta, just open your business up. Nobody's going to enforce it. There's nothing they can do about it. So anyway, I thought I'd pass that on. Hey, you know what? I missed your show Thursday and Friday because I was watching that uh, Sacrifice and Liberty on Rick Wilde's True News. You follow that one? No. I've got an okay. in, I've got well, my own yeah. show and I've got my entire network here, Scott. No. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. Yeah, to no, say. man. It was it was it was wicked, man. It was wickedly good. But so anyway, this COVID nineteen is global. It's contrived. They're all in on it, and man, they have ruined the economy. And and the thing is. Here in California, anyway, Washington State, it's not enforceable. Just open your business up. Tell them to go to hell. Okay, I'll let you go, John. Thank you, Mike. Uh, did you post up that? Uh, did you post up that site with the lawsuits and everything going on? I had sent it over. I send this stuff over a couple hours before showtime to make sure it's all up there so I can refer to it. Yeah, it's just the web page. I want to direct people to the web page. This is what's going on in COVIDville. Keeps you abreast of all the lawsuits and everything else going on. And by the way, Scott in California, you may want to pay attention to this one. As I started to say, we picked up a new sponsor last week, CachingProperty.com. What they do is they buy distressed properties, properties that are in pre-foreclosure, you know, the threatening letters from the banks, we're going to come and liquidate you. And uh, people that don't have the capital to bring their property up to code, um, divorces that are nasty, you got to get rid of stuff quickly, uh, you're going to take a hit on it. Uh, it's a company that goes in and guarantees within 30 days uh, your property is going to be sold. They will get the thing sold, but you're going to take about a 20% hit. For you people out in California, for the housing prices that are still there, they're not going to be there for long. Once that state pops, it's going to pop itself inside out. It's a half a trillion dollars in debt right now. A million acres have just burned. you got a socialist government out there, or communist outright, let's call them what they are, idiots, communist idiots, running your state right into the ground. Uh, you may want to pay attention to that. Cashingproperty.com. Uh, the link is on our homepage.
Uh, Steve, you got out, yes, sir. and you got out in time. There's a million acres yes. just recently that burned in California, and it's going all the way up to northern California, uh, Napa Valley, the Redwoods, everything. That's where I lived, yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I looked up this afternoon to see what the fires. We have a neighbor down the street whose son's a fireman. He's like 21, 22 years old. New guy out there, new grunt. And they're really worried about his, his safety. And uh, they've got uh, nearly 2,000, like I said, 18, a little over 1,800 firemen that are trying to put all these fires out. They're actually making some good progress today because the winds kicked down and they didn't get the lightning over the weekend, Sunday. But uh, 875 buildings, structures have, built, have burned down so far. The wine industry in Northern California got a hit, is getting hit hard. Uh, this is the harvest season. We harvest right now. And there's no pickers, and you've got smoke damage to your wine. Your tanks are going to be cooked. Your wine's going to be cooked. Um, they're going to lose billions of dollars in the wine industry this year. Terrible. California ain't coming back. There's your new normal. How can you come back yeah. if you're half a trillion dollars in, in debt? How can you come back oh. when you idiots out there dipped into the future spending and borrowing for all the illegals, the sanctuary cities that right. you've set up. Exactly. For all the chaos that's reigning in California right now, there's your new normal. There is your new normal. Well, I'll tell you your new normal in California, John. I, I mentioned it a couple weeks ago. I got some, some news out there. The property taxes are going up. There's, there's going to be an income tax hike for the wealthy, which I think we're going to see an exodus from California oh, of the very wealthy. I think the money's going to leave. Whoa, whoa, whoa. This has been going on for over a year, Steve. No, you, I know. This is a new one, though. They're drumming up new taxes right now. Toll roads, roads that were not toll roads, will be toll roads because they need the money. Where I used to live on the one off of 101 in Windsor, I'd catch the 101. I could take that all the way up to San Francisco. That's a free road to drive, interstate. It's now going to be segmented. It is now going to be a toll road. They are hurting so bad. They're jacking up tolls everywhere on bridges, the Golden Gate, the Bay Bridge. They are looking for more, more toll roads. They are so hurt for, for, for revenue right now. They are, they're just going everywhere. Let's, let's tax that. Let's go after that. Let's go after that. But half your population is going to leave. You're going to lose the money. You're going to lose the people. The jobs are not going to be there. You can't keep your house. You can't keep your apartment. You have no job to support yourself. What are people going to do? There's going to be a major mass exodus. I've been telling people for a long time, sell your house at the height. You know, sell it. Get the hell out. And uh, don't be holding the bag because it's going to be it's going to be 10 times worse than the foreclosure market, uh, housing market in 2008. Well, it's going to be wicked. Bad. Well, even uh, aren't you by law, even if they foreclose on a mortgage, aren't you still liable for that debt? No. They just take everything. You've lost everything you ever put in that house. Everything you put into it is gone. The bank owns it. And the banks are going to buy them all up. They're cheap. I mean, they're just going to take them. Um, and I don't know. I really don't know what's what what the agenda is in California. Paul Preston was talking about today. He said he, he believes he knows the Paradise Fire one was was caused. This we talked about how many different ways they could have done this, carried this fire. But this one here, it's uh, it's very suspicious also. And understanding Ickley, the agenda of Ickley, which is the sister, the ugly cousin to Agenda 2030, 
I don't know what they're doing, John, but they are coring out California. They have some purpose why they're doing this. They want to take people off of land. Private ownership is gone. It's now going to be property of the BLM. They are forcing people out of these areas. And we talked about over the weekend, Ron McDonald's sitting right there in a, in a, in a nice tinder box there yeah. of, um, of wood to go up. And that little town he's in, it could be history. It's just forest is all it is. He's, he's, stuck, he's stuck in the forest. Well, the, the whole, but the I don't whole know damn, the whole damn town, doing. Steve, the whole damn town yeah. is nothing but a crevice in between some mountains. It is. You're right. But I don't know. I've just been trying to beat my head against the wall to figure out if they destroy all these areas and force all these people out of these areas, and you can't go back to build because they said, well, it's a, it's a fire zone. They make all kinds of excuses up, or they, they found an endangered lizard, or you know, they just said the insurance companies, what, we won't, we won't uh, insure you to build there again because it is such a high probability of fire. So they force all these people out. They take all this land, and the government takes it, seizes it. So what are they going to do with it? What are they going to do with this California, this huge section of California that they forced everybody out? Are they going to make it one giant military base? What are they going to do with it? That's what I've been trying to figure out. Well, let's put some light. Uh, Just the facts. Folks, uh, we go a lot longer and further with the facts rather than cooked up scripts and blatant lies. That's what our news media is in this country. 2020 is an economic nightmare, and things just got even worse. Now, what they're telling you on the media, yeah, Donald Trump is running for president again. He's putting millions of people back back to work. Uh, this is a catch-up game. You are entering a marathon, and you started dead last, and everybody took off two hours ago. So good luck catching up. More than a million Americans... We're not supposed to be losing their jobs every week by the time we got in the middle of August. Remember what they said, Steve? Oh, well, lockdowns and all this stuff only last a couple of weeks. Right. Well, by now, vast hordes of unemployed Americans who are supposed to be returning to their old jobs and economic activity was supposed to be returning to normal levels. But it hasn't happened that way. Instead, the U.S. economy is absolutely continuing to unravel at a steady pace. Every week, more businesses go under. More layoffs are announced. More people get behind on their bills. And what we have already been through has been far worse than anything we've experienced during the last recession. And it appears that the new economic downturn is uh, entering yet another new phase. Last Thursday, we learned that another 1.1 million Americans filed for new claims for unemployment benefits last week. Now, The number of people filing for unemployment benefits last week was greater than expected, raising concern about the state of the economy as lawmakers struggle to move forward on a new pandemic stimulus package. The Labor Department said Thursday the initial job loss claims for the week ending August 15th came in at 1.1 million. Economists polled by Dow Jones expected a total of 923,000. Initial claims for the previous week were also revised higher. Uh, by 8,000 to 971,000. But let's not quibble over a few thousand. Instead of going down, as most analysts were anticipating, the number of initial claims shot way back above a million. Now, let's put this in a little bit of context here. This means, in the last four and a half months, this means that we've now gotten a number that is above a million for that first 21 of the last 22 weeks. Prior to 2020... 
in all of history of the U.S., the worst weekly number in all U.S. history was 695,000. To absolutely dwarf that old record for 22 re- a solid 22 weeks in a row should be almost theoretically impossible. If you would ask me last year what it would take to have that kind of unemployment numbers that we're seeing now, I would have probably suggested it would take something like a world war or major asteroid strike to produce such figures. The numbers we keep getting week after week are simply absurd, but they just keep coming. After all this time, the number of Americans filing for unemployment should be falling back below record levels, but instead last week we got a number that was more than twice as high as anything that we've witnessed during the last recession. Now, it would be difficult to overstate the scale of the economic devastation that we're witnessing. Do you remember Hurricane Katrina? It was the worst natural disaster in history of Louisiana. But in 2020, the state has lost twice as many jobs as it did after the hurricane hit. Just think about how crazy that is. Overall, 57.3 million Americans have filed new claims for unemployment benefits over the last 22 weeks. Let me say that again. 57 0.3 million Americans have filed new claims for unemployment benefits over the past 20... That's 57 million. We've never seen anything like this in this country's history. Steve. So what are they, what are they saying now with the, is the unemployment? Remember a while back when we had some oh, high who numbers? who the hell knows? 13, 13.6, 13.7. Do, do you want me to put out the puff uh, economic uh, I got rose-colored glasses on figures? I don't no. know. The, the, That's laughable. The, the, the figures on unemployment in this country and actually how many people are out of work, they're as hard to find as a fly swatter when you got that pesky fly you know, buzzing around your head. You can never find a damn thing. When you finally do find it, you can't find a fly. It's like chasing a housefly. You don't know. You don't know. But there's a crap load of Americans that are out of work, and they're getting ready to do it to us again. They're extending this COVID crap out. Many cities like Austin, folks, and this is Texas, and I'm ashamed. I hope the second American Revolution happens. I hope it happens on the damn doorstep of the governor's office. This clown, when's he up for re-election, Mike, in 2022? Do you, do you think we can suffer another two years of Mr. Idiot in a wheelchair with his COVID crap? Do you think we can stand that? 2022, right? Yeah. We've got two more years that this governor can play God down here. And I'm starting to worry for the man's safety. I, I, I don't want to see this happen. But then maybe that's a reason why he's not giving live press conferences, because he doesn't want to be the target. But here we have a Republican governor, ladies and gentlemen, of Texas. I'm not talking California. I'm not talking Massachusetts. I'm not talking about New York. This is Texas. Good old boys down here ain't going to take much more of this. I, I, I can guarantee you that. We'll open up the phone lines. 800-313-9443. I want to hear what you're thinking. I want to hear what's on your mind. Uh, the phones for me have pretty much been silent for the last week, week and a half. I don't know if people are afraid to chime up to say what's really on their mind or they just want to shut up during this two hours so they can get all they can get without their input. Folks, here's one that we're all in this together and we're talking about the survival of our country. 
not just about your life, your job, or maybe your business, maybe not even your state. We're talking about the whole damn country. So you don't have anything to say now? Well, you better shout loud over the bullets flying if you don't start talking. Walking and talking. I've been, I've been telling people this for a long time. They're afraid of getting negative feedback. Well, Steve, you got some negative feedback from a scared old uh, Walmart employee. I sure did. Yeah, my wife saved me on that one. We can probably talk about that. We've got a break coming up. Not soon. for a couple of minutes. Okay, I'll tell you. Yeah, I went to, I tried to, I, I hate shopping at Walmart, John. I, I just totally do, but I have to go shopping. And if it wasn't to save a dollar here and there, I guess I wouldn't go. I'd shop somewhere else. But I tried to time it right, and I avoided the nutcases that usually shop there on a Sunday. And I was looking for some seeds. We're still planting a garden and adding some different things because we can plant year-round. And so I'm standing by the seed aisle, this this little stand there, and I'm looking at the seeds. And then suddenly I hear, stay right there. Stop. Don't move. Don't come over this way. And I go, what the heck? I look over. And a woman's sitting down at a table. She's at uh, the COVID testing center for the employees for Walmart. And she's sitting there with a mask. She's probably in her 70s, easy 70s maybe 75 or so, and she's telling me to stay where I am. Do not move where you are. Stay right where you are. Don't approach me. And I said, well, um, you've got a mask on, and I'm clearly following the six-foot social distancing rule that you have in place. As a matter of fact, I'm at least 20 to 25 feet away from you, and you have a mask on. And she said, I don't want you to come over here. I said, I didn't plan on doing that. But you do have a mask on. If you believe your mask is protecting you, then why are you so fearful of me? Do you not have a good immune system? She goes, I do. I said, well, then you really don't have to worry about anything. She goes, well, I, I used to have a good immune system. And uh, she made excuses. Then she backtracked and said, I, thought, I think she must have thought I was going to call management. And then my wife came around the corner there and kind of stopped it and said, let's get out of here. Um, but she then made the excuses saying, I'm wearing the mask to actually protect you. And I said, yeah, right. Nothing's well, uh, thank you very much, but no thank you. You're protected. I'm not. I'm going to die. You're not. Okay, fine. Move on. I, oh, God. Uh, uh, second hour coming up. Steve, I'm trying very hard to maintain my cool today. How am I doing? Uh, you're not doing too bad. Okay. I think I, I blew it there for a while. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 800-313-9443. Homeowners, are you in foreclosure, expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit, or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? A huge number of mortgages made in the last 10 years have legal issues and are possibly defective. State laws and the U.S. Supreme Court have upheld that defective mortgage documents are grounds for foreclosure defense and for counterclaims in favor of the homeowner. If your mortgage has been sold or assigned since closing the loan, it may be defective and you may be paying the wrong party and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not, or know if you are paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Call toll-free 1-855-2-KEEP-IT. That's 1-855-2-KEEP-IT today. 
This is RBN, the Republic Broadcasting Network. <laughs>